Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for 2 Kings chapter 6. At the beginning of the chapter, we have kind of a strange experience, but then this one is also the one about the chariots in the hillside. And that this is, uh, this is like us, that we have chariots of fire and angels that surround us that help us uh, when needed. All right, verse 1. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight or narrow for us. The meeting location for the school of the prophets was too small. They must have been prosperous to have had the means to build a larger building. They asked the prophet if they can build a larger hall. He says, Yes. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried, And alas, alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick. And cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. In other words, the iron head, axe had floated. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put upon his he put out his hand and took it. Elisha may have performed the miracle because the axe was borrowed or was a new gift. This was an act of pure kindness in, on Elisha's part. Verse 8, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. The prophet warned the king that Syria would attack in a certain place, but when they went, the king was not there. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? The king thought there was a spy among them giving their thoughts and plans to Israel. It was the prophet being warned by God. In Alma, remember, chapter 43 is a similar experience, but it came to pass as soon as they had departed into the wilderness, Moroni sent spies into the wilderness to watch their camp, and Moroni also, knowing of the prophecies of Alma, sent certain men unto him, desiring him that he should... He should inquire of the Lord whether the armies of the Nephites should go to defend themselves against the Lamanites. And as they went, they found the Lamanites exactly where Alma said. Verse 12, And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night, encompassed the city about. Elisha knew that the Syrians were surrounding the city by night, but he slept on anyway. He knew that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, before anyone else in the city had arisen, Elisha and the servant were planning on going on a trip and leaving early in the morning. And gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 
that must have been a little disconcerting for the servant because he could see that the enemies are all around him and that there's not people to defend them. In the course of this narrative, we have repeatedly met instances of this in even the proposal to send 50 strong men for the rescue of Elijah may be regarded as representing the influence of similar ideas in Israel. Besides, it might have been that the people would rise in defense of their prophet. Elisha knew all these preparations on the part of Ben-Hadad, knew also that that during the night the city had been surrounded by the Syrians, so that to the eye of man there seemed no way of escape. But he rested quietly, for he also knew that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. I think I read that already. Nay, does it not seem as if the language of Psalms 121 quite specially described his experience, and as if he had been looking up to those mountains from whence his help was to come? And is it not often so in the experience of God's people, as if the wording of the Psalms were almost literally portraying alike what they feel and hope and what happens to them. It was early morning, and the servant of the prophet, not Gehazi now, but perhaps one of the sons of the prophets, went forth, it may be, to to make preparation for the return of his master from Dothan to his permanent home in Samaria. This would throw light on the language which Elisha afterwards held to the Syrians. But when Elisha's servant saw that the town surrounded by the Syrian host, his heart failed him, and he turned to his master with the despairing inquiry what they were to do. If our previous suggestion that they had intended leaving Dothan that morning be well-founded, it is not necessary to suppose that the servant knew the expedition to have been especially destined against Elisha, but he would naturally feel that not only was their projected journey now impossible, but that his master and himself were in imminent danger from which there seemed no possibility of escape. What follows is both historically and symbolically of deepest importance. In answer to the prayer of Elisha, the eyes of the young man were opened, and he beheld the height which overlooked Dothan, or else that on which it stood, full of horses and chariots of fire. Truly had Elisha said, Fear not, for more more they with us than with them. It was not only the divine answer to the Syrian challenge and the manifestation of the divine triumphant supremacy over the power of the enemy, but the revelation of the ever-present watchful help of him whose angel encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. But although the the vision was vouchsafed to to the prophet's servant when his eyes were opened, that is, a sight of objects granted him, which in our present state is, is preternatural, we regard it as nonetheless real. And this, through the appearance of, the, of fire, which was the well-known symbol of the divine manifestation, and even the form of chariots and horses might be the, by the human mode of presentation familiar to the Jewish mind. But we entertain no doubt of the real and constant, though by an unseen presence, by those angel hosts, which alike the Old and the New Testament teach us to believe are the messengers of God's host, are the of God's behests, and ministering spirits to his saints. And this adds both solemnly and comfort to all our doing. And that was by Edersheim. Uh, let me read that last sentence. And this adds both solemnity and comfort to all our doing. Okay, verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Syria attacked Israel several times, but was always defeated. When it finally came to the attention of the king of Syria that his soldiers were losing because of the prophetic power of Elisha, he sent a large army to destroy Elisha. 
The Syrian army located Elisha in Dothan, where they surrounded the city so he could not escape. The next morning, Elisha's servant, realizing the precarious situation they were in, said to his master, How shall we do? And then we know the rest, that uh, there be more with them that be with us, or then whatever. Okay, there be, let me say it correctly. Uh, There be more... For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. There we go. Okay, I just want to make sure I said that right. Okay. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. The Hebrew word does not mean blindness, but blinding in the sense that one does not see the actual object, but an imaginary one. In view of this heavenly guard, there could be no hesitation on the part of Elisha and his servant in carrying out what we have supposed to have been their original intention of returning to Samaria. And so the two went down to the Syrian host. At the prayer of Elisha, they were smitten, not with blindness, but with blinding, so that in in the words of the rabbis, they saw, but they knew not. It was not, therefore, a lawful stratagem on his part, but literally true, when Elisha said to the Syrians, who... We're about to make their way into Dothan. This is not the way, and this is not the city. Come after me, and I will bring you to the man whom you are seeking. This is not; These are not the droids you're looking for, I guess. Huh? For Elisha was then on his way to his home in, at Samaria. Nor could, he, nor could he, who had just pointed his servant to the heavenly defense around, around them, have been tempted to tell a lie in order to escape the threatened danger. His object was to show the Syrians that the God whose prophet he was could not be contended with in such manner as they thought, nor his purposes frustrated. And now, and not the Syrians only, but Israel also, would have practical proof that he was the living God when Elisha brought his blinded pursuers as his willing captives into Samaria. And that was by Edersheim. Verse 19, And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come into Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, What uh, when he saw them, my father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldst thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Through the kindness of Israel, the Syrians were sent back home, and they did not come against them for many years. It was to show that Jehovah could have destroyed them if he wanted to. To us, all there was, all there are many lessons here, not only to the of the unseen, but certain presence of our God and of His help, of rebuke to our groundless fears and encouragement to go forward, but also as concerning the enemies of the people of God and our dealing with them. How often, when they have surrounded Dothan and deemed themselves certain of achieving their purpose, have they seemed blinded and found themselves in the midst of Samaria? How many times have arguments and measures which were thought certain of success against the truth or the people of God, ended in quite the opposite result. And lastly, should we not learn or deal with those whom not our own power, but God has made helpless captives, nor as if if they were our personal enemies, but generously, while faithfully, although in meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves, 
if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. For as harsh or self-asserting bearing on the part of those who may defend the truth of God would tend to injure that cause, probably more than anything else, so assuredly would it be palpably and painfully incongruous. And yet the Lord reigneth, and he will take care of his own. That was again by Edersheim. So here, instead of defeating the enemy, they treat them with kindness and then send them away home. Wouldn't it be nice if we could do that with our enemies, and that's just treat them nicely and then teach them the gospel and send them back home. Verse 24, And it came to pass, and so this is many years after, after this, that Ben-Hadad king of Syria gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung was for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by, up, up was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my king, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the winepress? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. And so we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid, him, and she hath hid her son. And it came to pass, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, and he passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so, and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him to this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, See ye how this son of a murderer hath sent to take away mine head? Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him. And he said, Behold, this evil is of the Lord. What shall I wait for the Lord any longer? Christ was sometimes mistaken for Elijah or Elisha, since these two prophets performed similar acts to, of the Savior, or similar acts that the Savior did. Verse In chapter 16 of Matthew, it says, For they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And they said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country, but I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in, in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elias sent, save to in, unto Sarepta, a city in Sidon, of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisius the prophet, that's Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. The purpose for the many miracles of Elijah and Elisha was to show Israel that Jehovah was God, and that they should repent and worship him and trust him. Jewish tradition states that Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah. Anyway, that's interesting, isn't it? That they, they believe that Elisha did 16 miracles and Elijah did 8. At least that's what there is recorded. So anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.